Are you wondering how you can contribute to Funniest Thing? Don't flip out. Go to patreon.com forward slash funniest thing. Whoa! This one is called The Pants. Take eight. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best looking guys on the radio. We all know the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly, like Mr. Magoo blindly stepping onto the next swinging girder and falling into an outrageous jackpot. Your hosts, Daryl and Ed, are about to administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Now, here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed. Welcome to The Funniest Thing. Yes. Where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better than expected outcomes. Oh, yeah. I'm Daryl. I'm Ed. And we're broadcasting live from Chobo Studios. Where are we, Ed? Beautiful downtown Van Nuys. Yes, a real tourist trap. <laughs> <laughs> so what's it? What are we? Oh my what, God. What, what are we? What are we in store for today, dude? Yes, baby. That's the name of the show. Yes, baby. With Anastasia Arton. If you do not express your own original ideas, if you do not listen to your own being, you will have betrayed yourself. Rolo May. Who's Rolo May? I don't know. I always wondered who he you was. You can roll a Rolo to your friends. I don't even know. I thought he was a professional baseball player. Well, that, that, that's Raleigh Fingers, I think. Those of us who go around trying to be right and do everything right are likely to betray ourselves. We stifle our impulses and control our intuition because we can't be certain that we're correct. On this episode, Daryl and Ed encourage each other and listeners to go for it. Trust in God and life by saying yes to inspiration and intuition, a.k.a. the Holy Spirit's joyful nudges. Hey, buddy, why don't you go in this direction over here? And during the second segment, yes, baby, Anastasia Arden fuels our self-confidence with today's reading, which is prosperity. Um, first of all, shout out to Yes Baby, which is a vintage shop in on Magnolia Boulevard in uh, beautiful downtown Burbank. Um we became friends with the owners. That's right. And um, what are their names? Cass and Corey. Cass and Corey. Cass has an amazing new motorhome out back. Beautiful. RV. She named it Chuck Van Gioni. Oh, my God. Because it's a van. That's right, right. But anyway, so they have an amazing store that everyone should go visit called Yes Baby. And Daryl has an art show going on there right now. So uh, check out Yes Baby, follow them on the Instagrams and all of these type things. And more than anything, go check it out. Yeah, you will be blown away. It's an amazing store. They even have an old school Nintendo you can play in the back, which yeah. I always grab a few games of yeah. the original Super Mario Brothers or uh, Ninja Turtles. Yeah. And they have great hats, jackets, art, knickknacks, postcards. You name it. Yeah, yeah. So they got all that. So we want to give a shout out to Yes Baby for the title of today's show. Um, they're they're going to be surprised. Yeah, and it also happens that Anastasia, our guest, is the perfect yes, baby, person to have on this show. I know. I can't wait uh, to have her on because a couple of things happened between us inviting her after she was eager about being on the show. Yeah. 
one of them, she did what we usually do. She let the cat out of the bag. When we say yes to something and the other party says, oh, okay, then all of a sudden we're going, oh, what do we get ourselves into? Yes. But most importantly, just to let her know that we're just like her. This past week, she called me and left a message. Oh, yeah. Asking that she wanted to talk to me about a few things about her, about the show. Yeah, so first thing we did is hide under our desk. Yeah, well, someone else would handle the call, but there is no one else I except know. Daryl and I, so we had to take it. So long story short, as always, when we finally got and connected with Anastasia, right. we found out that she was just thinking like us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh-oh, what did I get my... I, like, we're thinking, oh, no, she's not going to be on the show now. She doesn't like us. Right. She heard something she doesn't like. Yeah. And on her end, she was saying, oh, no, they're going to be disappointed. Yeah. It's so crazy. Yeah. These voices are so erroneous. Yeah. And today's show is really going to be about not allowing ourselves to entertain them to the point to where we take, like, where where we totally back out of things that, yeah. Because I used to run away. I would just run away. That's just, what I was going to say. Run away from our good. Yeah. I would just, and it's, it really is running oh, away man. from our good. Yeah. Because what happens is there's a divine spark that says yes. Yeah. That's the yes baby. That's the yes baby. And it is like the divine child, right? You have to be like a child to enter the kingdom. <gasps> so perfect. the yes baby comes through and we go, yeah. Yeah. And then the rational mind, which is just a conditioned computer of sorts that's very we, critical you and i have been talking a lot most of what's been programmed in there is so critical yeah we actually there's a, uh, a reading either today or yesterday about the um um in a new day it was about the elder and it's been in other places about how when if you train an elephant oh yeah when they're very young with that um just the chain just, on their ankle in the beginning you yes. put like the chain and the stake in the ground and they learn they can't go very far but after that all they have to do is put even when they're grown giant powerful beautiful uh amazing creatures then all they have to do is put like a thin rope and yeah. a little stake and their mind is so conditioned to believe that they can't go any further yeah. that they won't go they any don't further even try than that. so today i you know i had my own um limiting ideas coming up and i, I just was calling them baby elephant ideas because that's what the um the reading was suggesting these are just because it's so hypnotic we get under in a hypnotic state of these old conditioned beliefs it feels real never i texted you earlier this week uh don't throw don't throw yourself under the bus get on the bus and enjoy the ride yes. from jesus I, that's what i texted you because what happens is we th- we think other people are throwing us under the bus or judging us yeah. but it's really us and if we yes. can stop throwing ourselves under the bus and start thinking affirmatively about ourselves. We let everyone else off the hook. We let our good come through. We end up inspiring the very people that we thought were judging us. Or we end up moving on because the bus takes us in a new direction. And either way, either way we win. Yes. Mm -hmm. And everyone wins. Everyone wins. You want to tell people how to become a member of the Funniest Thing Club or you want to say something? They might already be members. Oh, I, I got so. plenty to say. I'm so excited. I know. Um, my mind's going in eight different directions. I know. I've already seen four different options for what we could talk about next, at least. I know. Just on my face. Yes. So uh, On your Facebook page. Yeah. This, I've yeah. been looking at that mug for a long time. You know this what's amazing? 400 I, episodes. I read something just recently. I can't believe yeah. you're saying about the face. It was the author is, um, oh, it's one of those great old-timey authors. Well, anyway, uh, we'll remind you on the next 
episode of Funniest Thing when I look up who the author is. Or if it comes rushing through during this episode. During the episode. But what he said was that the, the thoughts we think become etched in our face. In our faces. So true. Like the thoughts we were thinking yeah. at any moment become etched. And then overall, like just like our experience and our circumstances, but because that's really what he was, the whole talk was about or the yeah. reading was about. But he said, but first and foremost, they appear on the face. Wow. Like whether, and, so true. and haven't you seen pictures of people who have a very, I've seen people who have had a very bright, um, like consciousness and yeah. uh, personality. Right. But then you see a picture of them. They had some trouble or something, and now they're not doing so good mentally. Yeah. And the whole face is like a whole... Oh, yeah, and they age quickly. It's just a whole different yeah. person on the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once I started getting into this stuff and started treating myself better, people started going, wow, you look younger. You look like you're getting younger. You look like you're working out. Yeah, all yeah. This, yeah even when... And, by, and by, I love this face. If you're not on the YouTube, please go to the Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed on YouTube. Subscribe, like the videos, because you can see everything that we're doing. And Daryl has a big piggy. This is your true face right here. This is Daryl's face. It's a piggy on his heart because Daryl earlier this week was blown away and he was telling me, what did you tell me about the heart? Can you tell me that oh again? Oh my God, folks. Yeah, this blew, This was so good. I never knew this scientific fact mm -hmm. because today's episode, when we mean yes, baby, we're, we're the real real humility. I, wrote, I write notes. We write notes to ourselves after our... Um, our morning routines. Love notes to yourself. And I also, you know, another thing we recommend is writing people postcards because we end up telling them, like we're actually writing to ourselves. Yeah, always. You know, I, I want to say one thing, what you said about the face, what I realized yeah. when you were talking is that we're not, ref we're, our facial expression is not really about what's going on out there. It's about what's going on yes. in our mind. So our face is reflecting. What's the movie that's playing inside of our consciousness? Because if it's stressful, we're like, oh, but, and, and then this is a real good indicator of why nothing is really personal. If someone else is acting crabby or, yeah. because they're really, that facial expression, that energy is coming as a reaction yeah. to what's going inside on inside of them. Because you think yeah. about it, that's really the movie they're watching. And then it's, they're just projecting it out. And it's, you know, that's what we're seeing. It's the movie they're playing in their head. Yeah. About themselves most of the time. Because that's what it is for me. That's right. Oh, you know what? In my, I do a little sketchbook. I'm going to read this real quick. But in my sketchbook, yeah. I drew my face. Because every morning I'll sketch something yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. So I drew my face and I wrote, how many faces do you see? And then underneath I wrote, every time I see my reflection, I wrote, there's like, I see many, many different faces. I see a different face every time I see my reflection yeah. in the mirror. And some are repulsive uh -huh. and some are attractive, uh -huh. but, and some are acceptable to me. Right. And it really is me just getting comfortable with this gift I've been given. Right. Because it really is dependent upon what I'm thinking yeah. about myself within my circumstances. And about the universe as yeah. a whole and about what, the, yeah. what life really is like. Is it a friendly universe? Yeah, because 10 minutes later, you look at yourself and you go, wait a minute, I look great. Yeah. Like it really is. You got to oh, remember yeah. it's all going on within our minds. It's an inside job. So I... 
for the show and what we're talking about, humility, this is the note I wrote, humility, this is what I feel humility is. It's no longer stifling my impulses and controlling my intuition because of doubt. Yeah. You know, did I tell you the story about John Gerbino? No. When I was in like fourth grade, there was this, I shouldn't have used his real name. Ah, it's all right. Okay, anyway. It's a podcast. (laughs) He knows I love him, hopefully. (laughs) He will now. Anyway, so the teacher said, I think I told you this. Go ahead. When did Christopher Columbus cross the Discover America? And there was that, you know, the rhyme we used to remember it. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, in, in 14... Oh, now I can't remember. 1492 or 62? Was it 92? 92. 92, Christopher Columbus crossed the ocean blue. Mm. And I go, I know that answer. So she asked the question. And then I went, well, but what if you're wrong? Mm. So I didn't raise my hand. And John raised his hand and got the answer right. So you know what I did from then on? Hated John. I hated John. Yeah. Anyone bring up John, I go, that little apple polisher. Yeah. Why, Fizarro? Why are you? He's a jerk. You know? This went on through high school. Yeah. Me, but it was because I, I like in the writing, it yeah. was because I abandoned myself. Right here. If I don't express my own ideas, if I don't listen to my own being, you will have betrayed yourself. You know, I, I got to share this. I abandoned myself. I was upset at yeah. myself and I was blaming mm-hmm. him right. because I was upset that he was able to do what I couldn't do. Dude, I got to share the dream I just shared with you briefly yeah. because um, I wasn't sure that I, I knew I was going to. And then I was like, ah, I don't feel like sharing it. Then I then what you just said led into it perfectly, which is. So I was in a in a like a, an old like unity house or something like an old metaphysical gathering of a truth talk of some sort, maybe like a Myrtle Fillmore was teaching. Right. I can't believe you just said that because it was my dream. She says, "Do you know what the meaning of amoral is? Amoral." And um, in the dream, I was like, "I know what it means," and but I was like thinking, "I kind of know what it." It was, it was a deep understanding that it means. Um, when amoral is living and not like more, I was thinking of the word moral is like lesson yeah, or the principle living without the law, you know? And I was, it's like, it was so clear to me what it meant in the dream. And I didn't say it or I started to ask a question like, do you mean the actual definition of the word or do you mean about living? And then this guy next to me was like, the what's his name? like John and I got so mad at him in the dream and because he was like telling me but in, the, in this case it, it felt like he was telling me like you don't really know it because you don't know the exact definition he of, was a meaner John yeah so I um, got really mad but then I like decided I remember I decided to stay and then all of a sudden we're like in the living room of this house and everyone's eating and it's all like just uh, they're, you know, enjoying like there's a television, uh, yeah, something going on. And all of a sudden I go, I got my confidence again. And I go, what is the meaning of amoral? And um, and the guy goes, the guy, the show off guy, like takes off, takes a piece of chart paper and he writes the word. But then he writes symbols underneath and he starts giving this like super analytical. Corporate. Yeah. And PowerPoint. I go, and I finally like the truth in me burst out and I said, I said, this is just bad acting. This is arrogant acting. This is terrible. And I said, I know what amoral means. It means when you are not living with 
these divine truths, when you are living outside of the, the law, the, the, and I said, Charles Fillmore taught this powerful truth. And, and I said, I'm a truth teacher. <laughs> and uh, this, then the little Myrtle Fillmore lady goes, oh, you're a truth teacher. And I go, yes, I'm a truth teacher. And I woke up right <laughs> at that moment. But it was the same kind of thing where I just finally, I didn't second guess myself. Yes. And I just let the truth come forward. And Rhonda Barnes, if you're out there listening, this is just what the, the definition in the dream, because I know you're a good, uh, what's that called? Etymology type person. So maybe you can find out the original real meaning. But what I thought of it was amoral is like, you're not getting, because the moral of the story is like the lesson. And the lesson always leads to what is the principle that you can live by. And so when we're, and this is why it's not a punitive thing, being yes. amoral, because the real moral of the story is that God loves you, is that life loves you, is that you were divinely created. And we, when we forget that we are divinely created people who are being divinely guided by the good feeling yeah. ideas that come through us, that is when we are sinning because we have forgotten who we truly are. And sin, again, means missing the mark. We are missing yes. the mark. But it's not the missing the mark so we deserve to get punished and we really are as bad as we once believed. The whole thing is missing the mark. We have to forgive ourselves and, yeah. and let go of all those judgments and say yes, baby, to that inspired flow, even when we don't know how it's going to happen. There's a lot of teachers that say, forget how. You have to just go. If you feel that impulse, you yeah. just must learn to trust that impulse implicitly. That brings us back to the heart story. Yes. And the heart story, what I just learned was scientifically, the whole this whole talk was about follow your heart. We've all heard this, follow your heart. Yes. And I don't know what it meant as a kid. It sounded right. nice, but I never really, had, it didn't have any, until, yeah. until you know. Well, it was like a nicety. You know, like, yes. It's good to feel it at the end of a movie. Yeah. And then we go back to being like curmudgeons oh. who like are cynical or whatever. Well, speaking of amoral, it's like just the metaphysical deeper meaning of carnal or carnal knowledge. Right. But that really means it's very similar to what you said about a moral. It's not like these dirty words, carnal knowledge or living in the carnal world. It just means stuck in the third dimensional reality, meaning in the physical plane, fear-based problem solving. I got to scheme and worry and make things happen. Right. That's forgetting our divinity again. Yeah, that's carnal knowledge. Forgetting that our divinity of, is real. Yeah, and and not trusting to these higher mm. Uh, mm. principles that yeah. exist. Right. And if we listen to our heart, and what I discovered was all the things you probably heard, you could see on YouTube, you know, that the heart gives off more... Uh, more thoughts and more power more powerful thoughts more powerful they could uh, they could monitor the electricity coming off it there's it's, a heart math foundation that's located yes. in the in San Francisco that studies all of this stuff yes. the, the research is there that is yeah. it is true so they, they already know it radiates more power than the brain right um but this talk or this guy was going back science he goes you got to realize the brain is not the, the the true knowledge center of our being. Right. The brain is like the is problems is how to live 
carnally, how to live in the third dimension, yeah. how to problem solve, how to not bump into trees, right. you know, and go, okay, that's a lion over there. It might not be too good to, you know, like, yeah. like living in it. But once you understand the higher where we're divinely protected, like all those Bible verses that didn't mean a lick to me as a kid, you know, trust in God and no harm will befall you. Yes. You know, they like, again, they sound like, but what it's saying is trust in God. Trust in the guidance from the heart. The heart, that because of these heart math, you know, has more knowledge and um, transmits more thought vibrations than the brain. But consider this. The heart came first. Mm. The heart was beating before your brain even started developing mm. so it was the heart's knowledge the intelligence beginning in the heart in utero you mean right? in utero like, yeah, yeah. that started wow. the brain came after the heart so the intelligence began with the beating heart wow isn't that crazy you know what's amazing too think about the word chest your treasure chest like it's the same word why do they call this your chest that's where your heart resides. That's where your treasure resides. That's amazing. Also, when you told me that, it made me realize how much our brain really is like a VR headset. It actually has a cord, an electric cord that goes down the back of our, <laughs> through our, our you know, spinal column that connects us. And our heart is, is, is more like the, the source, yeah. right? And then we, we put on this VR headset, which is our brain, so that we can live in this third dimensional and fourth dimensional reality. But we have to remember that we have to stay connected to our treasure, which is in our chest. Oh, man. Yes. Should I tell people if they're... Yeah, tell people how to be a member of the Funniest Thing Club. With <laughs> this segment whizzed by. Yeah. We didn't do any of the readings. We're, we're like, Not yet. Uh, we're going to get show. it. Let's go. Okay, folks. Okay. This is, in case you don't know... You're probably already a Funniest Thing member. Yes. Because we're just a group of truth enthusiasts who live each day as ambassadors of God's love wherever you go. As we consciously radiate love and perform everyday miracles. Well, actually, by consciously radiate love, we perform everyday miracles. Yes. And experience better than expected outcomes. If you're already living this way or strive to, then you may consider yourself a member. And we motivate one another by simply sharing how miracles occurred naturally in our circumstances as a result of living lovingly and expectantly. Yes, yes. And some of the members who are blessing us through Patreon, we want to just thank yes. and bless and magnify and multiply those contributions. It's, it's, it's adding already to uh, Indy's dream of Chobo Studios over here, and he tithes on top of that, which goes out to bless people even more. Um, so we just want to give thanks for all the contributions that allow this ministry, this show to continue to roll along and bring you amazing guests like Anastasia today, all the great guests we've been having. We get so much good mail about how much people benefit from meeting their new friends every week. Yeah. So we want to thank you. Kat Hurst went to the, we've been doing a prosperity class for people who on, on Tuesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Pacific for people who are contributing through Patreon. Yep. Um, 
And, uh, and we record them. So if you miss it or if you live in the UK and it's too late for you, you could watch it the next yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. Or whenever you get to it. And Kat Hurst said, thanks for organizing this. I know this is a, a lot of time in planning. Love you guys. Um, we always laugh about the time in planning because this show is like our whole life is time in planning because we all we do is think about and talk about this stuff, which is why Daryl's mentor, Mike Dugan, suggested we do the show in the first place. So, um yeah, so it doesn't always feel like time and planning, but I guess it really is. We want to read a Lois Conklin postcard. When you, when you do what you love, it doesn't feel like a shove. That's right. So uh, Lois Conklin sent us this postcard <laughs> at Funniest Thing, P.O. Box 1312, Culver City, California, 90232. You can send us things in that P.O. Box as well. She said, life is short. Spend it with people who make you laugh and make you feel loved. Thinking of you all today on your weekly postcard as your weekly postcard winds its way to SoCal. It's amazing how you find the amazing guests for your show. Everyone has fresh inspiration for us each week. We are so blessed, Lois Conklin. I agree. Again, go to our YouTube channel. You can see Lois's beautiful handmade postcards. Yeah. We got an amazing box, box in the mail. Whoa. Whoa, excuse me. Box in the mail from Nancy Norman, an amazing New Thought minister. You come back. Thank you. I'm going to put it right here. Um, in the box, we got an amazing card, an amazing contribution to the show. We got amazing inspirational, affirmational cards. I claim my good. The universe is boundless. Yeah. Um, we got a card that says it's an amazing comical card. It has Jesus on the front with a group with the loaves and fishes. And uh, there's a man saying, we're good on fish. Can you multiply chocolate bunnies? Yeah. I think yeah. it has to do with Easter. Yeah, so it, <laughs> that's right. It says, hope your Easter was bountiful. She crossed out is. Um, inside there, we got this prosperity mist for the studio. Woo! Um, we I got, feel wealthy. We got a red carpet spray. Red carpet, red carpet. Wait, red are you carpet. allowed to mix? Is this like mixing This is drinks? a prosperous red carpet. We got a bunch of cool, inspiring things, including some for indie. So thank you, Nancy Norman. I got to tell you real quick. Um... I used that red carpet yeah, spray before going story. into school one day on my break. And I'm like, what is, because uh, I was, I've just been turning my whole school thing over to God more and more and more and more so that um, whatever God has in store for me next, I'll easily find my way there. And also that I'll bless the people while I am there in new ways. So I did the red carpet spray. I did the prosperity spray. But you got to say, is what you told me how you were like, yeah, yeah. I don't know what this, well, what this yes. garbage is going to do, but I'll do anything I at said, this point. That's right. Cause I, exactly. Because I said, I'm not an actor like Stephen Tom Thorpe or something, but whatever. It's red carpet, red carpet, red carpet. Any, I'll, I'll take anything, God. I walked into my uh, room to run a group and um, this student came in. No, I had my group, fourth graders. And all of a sudden this student comes in and he's mad and he's not supposed to really be there at that time. And... Right at that moment, his aide that's working with him is like, oh, I'm going on my break. By the way, Mr. B, I got to go. And uh, so then thankfully, so I just kept blessing it because I was like, I'm turning everything over to God. I'm not yeah. going to like I had to I felt tempted to get stressed, but I just blessed it. Then another teacher says, oh, Mr. Melvin's going to work with this student. And this student goes, F Mr. Melvin. I hate that guy. And I'm like, I just keep blessing, <laughs> blessing. Suddenly, Mr. Melvin walks in. And remember, I did the red carpet spray. Why am I doing this? I don't know. I'm just going to bless it and see what God has in store. Mr. Melvin walks in. The student who said F Mr. Melvin's face draw, draw drops. 
You're in the Dar Man videos I watch on YouTube. Mr. Melvin turned out to be an actor on a, a, a YouTube series that all of my students love. The group I was working with, their jaws dropped. They couldn't believe it. The student who didn't want to, who was saying F Mr. Melvin, did anything Mr. Melvin wanted, did his work. Isn't this amazing? I ended up taking pictures with Mr. Melvin and all the students and sending them to their parents. And it turned into this positive ripple effect. Mr. Melvin ended up taking over my last group of the day so I could go to the dentist. Oh, my God. These miracles gotta, happen in so many unexpected ways. I got to read amazing. This yeah, go before ahead. you because this goes along. This is uh, this. This is exactly what you just shared. The truth of this stuff. With yes. that experience, this yeah. is from a book I highly recommend. I've had this thing since before I moved to California. I used to read this on the prayer mat, the stairmaster. That's yes. what I would call that machine. Right. It was on Union Square at my art studio at 41 Union Square. And across the street on 17th was Johnny Latt's gym. Nice. And I'd go there and I'd go. I would just do the the the. Prayer, prayer master. Prayer master. Prayer yes. master. But you know who worked out there and I became friends with him? Daniel Day Lewis. Everybody dance now. Boom. Freedom Jones. Boom. What's his name? Freedom boom. Williams. Boom. Boom. That rap no way. Yes. Freedom Williams. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Freedom Williams. Perfect name for someone okay. while you're praying. So here you go. This is from this. I would read this book there. I highly recommend it. It's a real old one, but man, it is a goodie. It's called Prosperity's Ten Commandments. It's by Gior Georgiana Tree West. And this goes exactly with that experience with the kid because you didn't fall into the, this trap. You okay, ready? Let's hear it, yeah. When we talk about our hard luck, our limited circumstances, the lack of anything good in our lives, we reveal that we are making false images and letting them have power over us. We also reveal that we are not looking to God as the source of our supply. And it goes on to say, by your words you will be justified and by your word, words you will be condemned. That's from Matthew 12, 37. Yeah. And here she explains, when we have the idea of omnipresent spirit as our unlimited source of supply, we are inspired to make mental images of the fulfillment of our needs according to God's goodwill, in spite of all appearances. Yes. Holding fast to these mental images, we speak only words of faith, which means joyful expectancy, yeah. hope, courage, and confident expectation of good. And by our words, we are justified. Mm. I mean, that's it really is about not giving in. Because I was thinking about it, um, the only thing that really gets in our way from our heart's desire is really me doubting it's possible yeah, and then cursing my conditions, my yes, circumstances. Cursing the present conditions. Complaining, traffic, mm, yeah. because I'm grounding myself into where, right where I am. Yes, yes. And that's... Why, if I just go, no, I'm going to, if it just means blessing everything that I come in contact with, and then, like what happened to you, even if the blessing is done in reluctance, yeah, it still has power. Yeah. And then just saying, I don't know how it's going to come about, but it will come about. Yeah. That's the best part of this stuff that seems the most 
uh, foolish. Yeah. And it's the believing part. Yeah. That the whole thing that makes any of this stuff work, because I would go to some groups and I'd be sharing, oh my God, this and this happened and this and this happened. Right. Or, you know, well, I'm believe, you know, I really believe that everything's mm. going to work out. And I would have a lot of cynical people, oh yeah, that's for Zorro. Always thinking optimistic. Huh. Good luck, pal. But you know <laughs> what? The joke's on them because the whole key to all of it is just believing that it's possible. Yeah. That's it. That's what and it sounds foolish, but it's not. Well, you know why it's not is because the universe is always moving us in a positive direction. Yes. That's principle. Our mind is either cooperating or resisting. But our lack of belief does not change the fact that the universe, that's what Taoism is all about, that the Tao is always flowing us toward our good. And when we surrender into that flow, they just call it the way. That's just the way yeah. it is. Life will move you. In the, so yeah. that the people who are cynical, um, they're, they're, just, <laughs> no, they're, they're actually just not grounded in what's really happening you know i mean they're they're living yeah. in a little game that everyone's playing together i can't play that game anymore yeah. it's you, too painful i get in it for two se we talk about it if i we like see just one thing on it oh, i can't go we were talking about the mm -hmm. other day something came up and we go we can't even play in that arena mentally yeah, i just yeah. no I we got to stay out I of gotta it i got to stay out of that arena right and i know as always all things will come together for good that's right Let's thank Chief uh, Comfort, Chief Comfort, Chief Chief, Comfort. Chief Comforter, Chief Engineer out in Kansas City, Kansas. His name's Jeff Comfort. Each week, he takes us right, right into the comfort, comfort zone. zone. Yeah. Let's thank Chovy, aka Indy, out here at Chobo Studios. How are you, buddy? Doing well. Wow, new uh, new sound effects. Yeah, I figured out. Are you having fun with Anastasia <laughs> and friends in the yeah, uh, we're having fun green room? Back here, it's it's a uh, it's a real party. Here they are. Okay, we're gonna hey. have Anastasia on in just a minute. Um, let's see here. We thank you, ChoboStudios.com, if you want to work with Indy um, or PodShuttle.io. He'll cut up your reels and Instagram stuff. Um, we're gonna say here. Want to do our breaths real quick? Let's take a deep oh, breath. Oh yeah, we got three. This is from Rhonda Barnes. We've used this in the past, but Rhonda uh, hit us with it as she's embarking on her new journey. Yes. So it is there. These guys were actually hermits. They were you know, hermits. In the spiritual tradition. Yes. And uh, one of them's name was Herman. And they wrote this. So let's use this spiritual this affirmation. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. This is what you got to say when the, the rational mind starts going, but this, but you're not good enough. But what are they going to think? But that's never going to happen. How do you know? Yeah. What about that thing when you were five, 16, 23? What about this? What about yesterday? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. This is all, just take a smile. This is like laughter yoga. Smile and try this out. Let's take it one more breath. Okay, ready. Ah, <sighs> something tells me I'm into something good. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> something tells me I'm in for something good. Ah, something tells me. I'm into something good. Oh, 
What? One quick thing. This is something we were going to let you know. I got this from Catherine Ponder. Yes. Before we wrap up this segment. Yep. Because this show is really about saying yes, baby, to those strong desires. And these desires, I mean, the, one of the best ways I help people start believe, feeling that desire is like when I do creativity workshops. Yeah. Because throughout the process, I know they'll get like, ooh, do that. But then their mind might go, no, no, that'll look foolish or yeah, yeah. that doesn't look good. Right. And I help them go, no, no, go with that. Right. Don't stifle that. Because right. once you learn to not stifle mm -hmm. those impulses, mm -hmm. that's when magic happens. And yeah. then, you, then you're able to, when you get a hunch to turn right, even though it's shorter to go home another way. Right, right. And you, you do it anyway. It. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, not only do you get home faster, but you bump into somebody or you, mm -hmm. there was a supermarket mm -hmm. or there was a chair on the side of the road that you actually needed. Right. I mean, this stuff happens all the time. But this is from Catherine Ponder, and I, I'm paraphrasing. So, But when we have a strong desire to do something, yeah, know, and we begin to tell ourselves that it'll be too difficult or impossible to achieve, we are stifling the spirit and causing congestion. Yeah. We are saying no to God's will for us. Yes. That's what we're doing. It's not the opposite way around. Right. No, no, no. That's it. And that's why it feels so bad. And I could feel I choked off that part of me yeah. when I do it. And don't go, but and it, but when we go that way, even if it seems like a silly idea, like things need to fall in place, and we end up somewhere way better than reason could have ever brought me. Yes. And people go, "How did this happen?" And if I explain it, it just sounds ridiculous. Yeah. But that's how, like you were saying about the Tao and the way, it's always carrying us. Surrender is really surrendering. To our greatest good. In that same energy of inspiration that is generated adds to our physical health. Yes. Our mental well-being, our relationships, everything is and likewise, tied into this. When I stifle and say that's impossible or that's too good to be true or I don't have the right contacts, I'm, that congestion is causing problems Agreed. in me mentally, yep. making me depressive. It's causing congestion in the body. And then think about how you, you interact with other people when you oh. feel that way. It changes everything. And like yeah? going back to when I see my reflection, yeah. uh, when I see my reflection after having those thoughts, yeah. I look ugly. I don't look handsome. I look, ugh. Yeah, well, Cohen, Alan Cohen in the book uh, Looking In for Number One, then we'll go to the break, said, Every day you must decide if you're a beggar or a chooser, for you will act and create results according to the identity you assume. If you believe you must grovel, plead, or struggle to manifest your dreams, the road to success can seem overwhelming, even frightening. But if you realize that every decision before you is an invitation to remember who you are and what you want, the process of choosing becomes exciting, and the courage to claim your dreams uh, follows naturally and easily. To choose is to be empowered. Every time you say yes to one path and no to another, life rushes yes. to support you in your decision. Often it does not matter so much what you choose, but that you do choose. And he says, we all get to go home, which is perfect for what you just shared. We all get to go home when we make strong choices. Thoreau advised, go confidently in the direction of your dreams. Live the life you have imagined. William James, James offered a powerful formula for, the following, for following through on any important life choice. One, be bold. Number two, begin now. And number three, no exceptions. Wow. All right, coming up next, 
Yes, baby. Anastasia, Anastasia Arton fuels our self-confidence with today's reading, Prosperity. Thank you for listening to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, live from Chobo Studio. We now return to The Funniest Thing. Here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. Welcome back to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Today's show is called Yes, Baby with Anastasia Arton. Arton? How do you say your name? Arton. Arton. Okay. Well, Anastasia works in an ad agency. She's going to tell us. What do you do at the ad agency? I'm an associate creative director uh, in advertising. So if you've seen Mad Men or any of those type shows, I work in the creative department coming up with ads. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's super fun. Yeah, that's like so many people's dream of doing Yeah, it, yeah it was my dream, actually. Yeah. So that's uh, an interesting thought. You know, I didn't always do this. So, right. you know, I started somewhere else and then I ended up here. But it was a dream. Yeah. It, it was a dream. So uh, quick question. We... Um, you sent us a message on Instagram. I've known you've known Daryl before, so yes. you're friends of the show. Either way, but um, what was it about the show that made you say, "I want to be on the podcast"? Okay, so I was late one night and I was scrolling on Instagram, and I come across a clip from you guys on my feed, and I got really into it. And I, I don't think I'd seen seen it up until that point. And we've been friends for a while, so it was interesting. And I started watching it. I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And then I like got sucked into the feed. And now mm. I'm like watching clip after clip after clip. And I'm like, what is this show? Uh. This is so cool. And I and I so I was just like, you know, message. And I was like, Daryl, I want to be on the show. And I and I kind of meant it like sort of jokingly. more. Yeah. Of like, and then literally the next day, Daryl sent me a text. He's like, hey, so are you free on this date? And I was like, um. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. Um, so I was like super pumped. And then I start, you know, so now I'm like listening to full episodes and kind of like getting up to speed. And I was like, whoa, they've got like some real heavy header mm. guests on this show. It's like, you know, um, you got that. It was like a, a not Buddhist teacher, but a oh, the Sufi. Sufi. And then yes. um, there was another person from another congregation. And then even last week, uh, Miranda. Miranda was amazing. And I was just like, what am I gonna talk about? Like, I'm not qualified yeah. to to come with any sort of like knowledge or, uh, you know, official whatever, whatever. And um, so that's when I called you guys because I was like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I can do this. And like, I, you know, like, I know that I can talk and share about my story and all this stuff. Um, so I wasn't worried about that. But I was like, am I really qualified? Yeah, to be on this. Well, that's a good point because that's the thing that plagues all of us when we're about to do yeah. something. But who do you think? Like, I, we get the impulse. Well, well, I'm not really qualified to do that. And that's what this episode's all about: not Such listening a, yeah. to that false totally. idea we have, because yeah. the initial impulse was really we got to believe that it was the divinity within you saying. Oh, this would be great. You're per like it's almost like God saying, "You'd have fun on this, Anastasia. This would be great." Then when it happens, like, uh oh, mm -hmm. it was what? literally like fear just came in and yeah. pulled me, pulled me under. Yeah, and like kind of how you were talking about that like logical part of the brain, right? And I loved when you guys were talking about the heart connection with the brain. Um, there's also the gut 
right? Yeah. The, uh, the heart. And, mm. and it, it got me thinking. Um, I was a, I was big into um, yoga um, when I, I started my spiritual journey. And there was so much of, you know, the talk of the chakra system. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, it, it's these places along your spinal cord that all of these uh, energy circles, they well up. And it's these pinpoints. So it talks yeah. about how each one of them kind of you know, dictates, manages, yes. organizes yeah. different aspects of the human experience and the different needs, right? And what I loved about that is that when you look at the, not that this is a whole thing about chakras, but when you look at the chakra system, it lines up perfectly with Maslow's hierarchy of needs, mm-hmm. right? Which is your base needs, right? Yeah. Food, water, shelter. Mm-hmm. Then it goes up and up mm-hmm. to like your social needs. Yeah. And then it goes up to the brain, which is your like highest center where it reaches to the top. But it doesn't work until they're all connected, mm-hmm. right? So that's what uh-huh. yoga's purpose is literally to open in each chakra and if you look at a practice it starts in the bottom chakras and lands all the way to the top of the head crown chakra yeah. so i just loved this idea of connecting well that makes perfect sense because the word yoga literally means union yes exactly yeah i use that every morning uh I, I do go through each center and it's amazing because when we consciously become disconnected from different, and I think it's just the way we were conditioned, where where the people around us identified, yeah. what the importance they valued, or what they where they had shame or was wrong. But it's amazing that like when I I'm down down here, I if if I am like really stressed, I'll find that I'm holding a lot of energy here. I'm not thinking of I'm not. And here for the listeners. Oh yeah, down like below my belly button. Yeah, and and I I think you told me the colors. I'll imagine orange down there, and and I realize I'm not feeling. I'm not having any acknowledgement of pleasure that I things I like surfing, whether it's sex or um, enjoy anything I enjoy doing. When I'm in that stressful place, I'm like not allowing that those that energy to flow, in. Yeah. yeah so just sitting and in, in that space and just it like it wakes up mm. and then that it's not like all of a sudden I'm, then i'm controlled by that, that chakra uh-huh. then interacts mm-hmm. with this chakra and it all works together to make me yeah. a more yeah. unified being and then when, when i go to like the christ mind like my cry my crown chakra and i'll i'll picture yours or yours and that connects me with this wisdom and this yeah. feeling of um, divine thinking. And it helps me to see everyone else's because whether or not they realize it, right. they're connected to it as well. Totally. It just wakes me up to the reality. And it's really a, a beautiful life, a divine way of looking at life. So yeah. I use that. Or you think and, about like heartburn, right? Like what is that? Like yeah. Yeah, I could be eat some food, but it's also like this is where your source of internal love is. Yeah. Right. Oh, or yeah. or throat stuff. Like I used uh-huh. to get laryngitis really bad because I used to be like really loud and I'd party a lot and I'd right. scream and I would lose my voice all mm. the time. And it's like that's connected to speaking your truth. Yeah. Right. And then so it's really interesting all of the different energy yeah. centers and how they connect and how one last thing about the brain that you oh, know yeah, the way you were talking yeah. about how, like a VR set. Yeah. I, I thought that was so interesting because it made me think of like. I feel like in ancient times, we can say, or at least not modern times, right? The stimulation was so much less in terms of like, not forget about technology, just TV or anything external or like, you know, you know, the the most beautiful thing they had was like a painting to look at. And that was like, whoa, right? So I feel like there was less distraction to the connection everywhere else. And now we're so distracted that we have like lost that internal connection. Gerald does a wonderful, um, whoa. What? You're right. <laughs> You're like on YouTube. Uh, uh, you have to be on YouTube to see what I just saw. But yeah. um, we're doing amazing tricks here you with do the an microphone. Amazing 
like uh, solar plexus meditation? Do you know why? Like, when did you start? Because I noticed when you do, me- you lead meditations. Oh, yeah. I mean, you might have to tap into it because I feel like it's you're so intuitive that you just do that. But yeah. like, when, do you know when or how you started doing that? Because I try to tap into you, you because you do that, like, beautiful sunlight and oh, the soul. Yeah. Um, well, because solar, the solar, the word solar plexus, it actually, just like solar, it's the sunlight of mm. our soul. And when we're choking it off... Mm. But it's all, it needs to radiate. Right. So I would do these ones that radiate, you know, we start imagining it, that that sunlight of from radiating like from a, your solar. Like a yellow sunlight yeah, energy. Growing, right? growing. And man, it really is. It's a, a I know. It cha- it's a game changer. I had also heard that it's like your, your personal power. Oh, yeah. And so... What I do is like when I'm surfing, for example, I go and there's other people I don't know in the lineup. And depending on how you look at it, it could be competitive. There's only a certain amount of waves or it's collaborative. And it's like we're all it's this like spiritual thing. But I I always say the best way to honor everyone else's power is to honor my own. And I think about that place because when I meditate with you, once I remember that I'm powerful, radiate. I mean, this isn't a. Humility, it goes back to humility is the recognition of I'm so wonderfully made yeah. and it has nothing to do with this small idea of me. I'm just blessed with this being. And when I recognize that, it doesn't make me feel better than everyone else. It makes me feel better about myself and I actually feel better about yeah, other people, feeling, not better yeah. than other people. I feel better about. I start feeling in love with everybody and then, else. And I think they respond. Yes, they do. Because I think their, their shockers, when mine are humming, it yes. makes it easier yes. for them to attune to yes. it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree. I love that. Well, you know what? You just reminded me of two things and now I can't remember. Oh, <laughs> this, what you just said about oh, this is the ideas in our heads of yeah. where we get like what society tells us. So Tell us about that book again. This is a book called 10. That's the actual title. What's on your top 10 list? I think you would love this book. I know it looks As super cool. I'm like person, I know I'm like so in, look at the way it's Look at the design out. is so yeah. beautiful. I know. Yeah. I think it's from an ex ad guy. It's on you can get these inexpensive used on Amazon. It's by Dan Zadra and Kobe Yamada. And it's called 10. So anyway, listen to this, folks. Oh, and here, this is an ad. Perfect. Okay, I'm going to tell the whole story behind this since our guest is into this stuff professionally. So it says on this page in big letters, why are you where you are? And first, I'm going to tell you a little story about that slogan. Why are you where you are? United Technologies Corporation ran this message in the Wall Street Journal as a non-traditional public service ad. The company received 23,000 requests for reprints and 6,157 letters from people saying that this message had inspired them to evaluate their life's work and make a change. Mm. Think about it, folks. Why are you where you are? Your third grade teacher said you had a problem with math. You gave up on math? And you forever eliminated two-thirds of the jobs available in this world. Somebody decided the Navy needed a cook. After your hits, you opened a restaurant. Mother was a nurse. Now you are. Why are you where you are? Because you want to be there? Think about it. Maybe you ought to be somewhere else. Maybe it's not too late to figure out where and how to get there. 
Mm. Wow. Damn. That's like exactly what happened for me. Oh, so this goes perfect to your story. 100%. See, this wasn't planned, folks. No, this is is the divine right here. So I, you know, you sent me the reading and the subject for this, which is Mm. exactly this idea. And um, it immediately brought to mind, you know, my latest career trajectory, which was, you know, becoming a creative in advertising. So I was a a producer right out of college for many years. And... um, I was a producer in advertising and I would get these like what they call comps on my desk of stuff that I was going to make. And I was like, God, this is such a dumb ad. And I would just judge mm-hmm. it and I would be like, I could do something better than that. I could do something that I would just like say that all the time to like to myself right. and like sometimes to other people. And I would just be like, God, you sound like such a jerk. Mm-hmm. Right. Just saying how much like, oh, you could do it. Well, why don't you do it? You know, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't do anything about it for years and years and years. I was just like sitting on it. And then um, when I finally started getting into the spiritual work. I was like, I got to go do it. Yeah. And I went to school. I literally got right into action, like right away. Um, and I went to I went to an advertising program. I studied Photoshop. I did all the things. And, um, and along the way, I had a vision. I was like, I'm going to work for this client. I'm going to work with this creative director as my boss. I'm going to have this partner join me from school. And it was like, I saw it and I knew it. It was like very sharp, right, right. you know? Yeah. yeah. And you feel it. You I, I was it. like, yeah. I can see it. I can smell it. I yeah, can yeah. taste it. And um, and I got to work on it, right? So we were working on it and working on it. And um, my so in advertising, work with a partner. Uh, I'm an art director. She's a copywriter. And uh, she was about to get hired at another job. And we were like hustling to try to get this. this and it like wasn't happening. And mm. I was like freaking out. And I was like really stressed out. And then I had a like a divine inspirational idea to come up with this concept, this advertising came in to kind of like sell ourselves to right. them. And she was like, this is amazing. Like, I can't believe you did this. Like, it was like really like uh, this intuitive thing that I was right. like, I need to do. And, um, you know, they they had an opening just at the time that I needed and we got hired. And it was literally just like this moment of like, everything I'd worked for just came to fruition. Wow. And I was working with a spiritual teacher at the time and I was like, I can't believe I did it. And uh. she's like, you didn't do it. God did this. Yeah. You did all of the footwork. You did all of the things. You hustled and you worked really hard and you late nights and weekends and like and which is which is true. I was for sure hustling to make this happen. But she really brought this back down to me that like I could not have orchestrated this as hard as I tried. What we do is we work as hard as we can. We do all the footwork we can and then God shows up just as hard as we did to make our dreams happen. Mm. And that's literally what happened for me. Where I was like I couldn't believe it. And yet at the same time, I could because I had dreamt it. I had seen it, you know? So it was really this moment of, um, so back to this, this, this idea from 10, you know, I, I knew that there was more for me to do in my life. I was maybe like 32, 33 at the time. And, and, you know, there's this whole thing about age and changing careers, right? That you're like, you know, I'm too old for that now or something. But I was like, you know what? I'm still young enough to do this. And, and I went from being like a senior producer to a junior art director. And I like literally started from the bottom again. And now seven years later, I'm a creative director. And like the the beauty of it is that the miracle is still happening. Yeah. Like I'm continuing to learn more and get different jobs and have new experiences and like learning new things. It's not like it's done, you know? Right. I, I think one part of the story you're not sharing with us, Anastasia. Don't get scared. Oh. I got scared. Jo- joy gets the results mm. and it sounds to me like throughout this whole process of the hard work and even now as you talk about it 
you're really enthusiastic about it. And that is what I really think is when I combine my enthusiasm, like where I'm, where I'm not doubting myself to the point that I drain my enthusiasm, because then no matter how much work I do, mm. it, the magic doesn't happen. Mm, right. But when you have the joy, joy really gets the result. The job done, yeah. Yeah, joy yeah. gets the job done. And even now when you're saying about this portion, like even you said, yeah, I got some vodka. I could tell she's still joyful about it, folks. But that's the key because it doesn't matter. Mm. I don't care wherever, we were talking about this. Mm. I should read this other little thing in here because it. I was never motivated by the status of a position, like, ooh, mm. I'm gonna go up and rank, oh, I can't wait till I'm this position. Mm -hmm. that. I was always motivated by what I would be doing, mm. not by I have this title now. Right. And that's where I think we benefit, when we benefit the most, like, because somebody, another personality, or if your mind was just a little bit more stuck in the third dimension of reality thinking, yeah, that's a great dream, but I'm not gonna give up this position mm. to go down right. there. Right. See, but that's where humility is our friend. Right. Because humility knows I am gonna go with God. I'm gonna go with the joy. Right. And the joy is down there is not down there for me. Down there may look like down there, a beginner's job to anyone else, but to me, that is really up here. Right. Yeah. Right. That's that's Well, that's what it was. My parents were like, what are you doing? Right. They were like, you've got a good career. You're making good money. Why would you give that all up? That's the voice we got. I know. Out. And I was like, guys, you don't get it. You don't get it. Yeah. Trust. I said, trust me. Yeah. Wow. And they were like, they were like holding on for dear life, my poor parents. Yeah. And now I'm like doing way better than I was of before. Course. I have like such a big, like uh, such a, the, the the work I do is so much more fulfilling. Yeah. I get to like use my creativity like yes. every single day. I'm making stuff. Like, I mean, it, you know, I sometimes criticize it because like in advertising, you're just like selling stuff. So it's like hard for it's me to art. be like, but yeah. there's an element to it where I get to yeah. work with like artists all day yeah. and like make stuff that makes people feel things yeah. and appreciate their families yes. and lives. And yes. so I kind of got to say, I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I I was doing my little warm up exercise before I left the house today, and I saw this book on a low shelf of a bookshelf while like right where I was doing push ups, and um, you'll never don't get do more push ups than me. I was gonna say, don't get afraid out there. This is a very like three minute workout. I tell do. him it's only he only does nine push ups. <laughs> only I one push up. I literally do nine push ups. <laughs> I asked him just so to you... wake up my body yes. and my mind. I do some things when I got my hip upgraded with screws. They give me some. I've been for a few years. I've been doing these exercises, but it gets my whole rig gone after I do the mental, emotional, you know, like the meditation. So, but I pulled this off the shelf. It's called Magnificent Decision. It's from the Key to Life bookshelf by James A. Decker from 1963. And it's a quote from Charles Fillmore, who was in the part of my dream last night. And it says, this is what I felt like when you were talking about that plan that you saw it clearly. Charles Fillmore, the founder of Unity, him and his wife Myrtle, said, all persons in rare moments catch glimpses of this creative plan as a whole and of their importance in its beauty and perfection. 
But this subject is so deep and so far-reaching that, that it can be realized only in a small degree and only by those, and this is where your mentor comes in, only by those who have developed spiritual sight and feeling and practice thinking in the fourth dimension or the kingdom of God. Mm. That's where you were 100%. thinking. I had to have the faith. That yeah. it was going to work out and and not work out necessarily. Okay, yeah, I had a specific dream, but like work out in the perfect way that God planned it yeah. to be. Yeah. So even if I had done everything that I was supposed to do and it didn't work out in that way, something else would have come from it. Yeah. And that would have been the divine plan. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so it's like surrendering to that. Yeah. But I, I do agree that it's this, uh, that you're talking about this joint enthusiasm with it because it's... Uh, it's also what react what what makes everyone else in the sphere around you react. Yes, oh, yeah. right. So yeah. it's like yes. coming it, to it with this excitement and joy makes other people excited and joyful. Yes, yes. and you're bene- and that's where we're benefiting everybody. What's good f- that there's a saying. Well, it's even in our uh, seal. E, I can't ever say it. What's it? E pluribus unum. You would know it better than me, e sir. E pluribus unum. I'm, out of many, one which is also the seals, one plus one plus one equals one, which means the unity, when one benefits as a team, we all benefit. Mm. And that goes spiritually because we're all connected. We're doing what we love. We're actually giving more. We, we are doing God's work because our happiness in doing what we're doing, irregardless of what we think the service is, like even... You're saying, well, it's advertising, you know, we're selling stuff. doesn't matter because it's still a blessing. Whatever it is, it's a blessing. And your attitude, because you love what you're doing, when we're happy, happy people don't shout at other people in traffic. You know, it's only when we're miserable. Or co-workers. Yeah, so when we're doing what we love, we're really being a service and benefiting everybody. And there's another... Mm um thing on our seal that i just learned about embarrassingly after 60 years in america <laughs> and it's a new it coeptus it's at the top a new it coeptus well who cares it's on the dollar bill folks and ben franklin was the one who suggested that beyond there and it means it, these are variations of what it means, which is really what you did and what we all did. It says, God favors bold enterprises. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And it also could mean, these are other variations, a new it coeptus, that's on the seal. Right. And we're all connected. That's mm-hmm. what the bottom's saying, which is really on a spiritual level, we yeah. are all connected. When right. I'm encouraging you, I feel encouraged. When I'm cursing you i'm actually attacking myself first it doesn't make me feel good right so god favors bold enterprises it also can mean god give me an easy course and favor my daring undertakings Mm. god favors our undertaking and he prospers our endeavors Mm. that's on our dollar bill folks that's our national seal how do you like that it's you're uh, living it it's capitalism at its best. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> no, but that's the same as the... Um, so in this reading and in all this thinking, it had me thinking about that quote um, that I, I think is from Goethe, but I, I, I also just was from pop culture, almost famous, where she says, go bold and mighty forces will come to your aid. Yeah. It's the same thing, yeah. right? Which is that, you know, and it's it's how I imagine this experience I had, which is that how much effort I put into it, that much is matched 
by the universe around me to support to support oh, yeah. that. And so, I mean, what it does require though is like commitment, like serious commitment, dedication, right? Like you have to do the work. Like I had a I had a friend, um, another uh, friend of mine in the doing the spiritual work, and you know this whole idea of like turning it over and trusting God. And she was like, well, that does it. Does that mean that I just like I don't have to, like. Um, how did she phrase it? It was like, uh, I don't do like I, I don't have any wishes. I don't have any dreams. I just like have to sit around and wait for God to do its thing. It's like, no, man, it's the opposite. It's like, go at them as strongly as you believe. Yeah, because that's God talking. Exactly. That's, that's, that's surrendering truth, to God's right? will is my desire. And then, and then and, and it's staying out of the result, right? It's staying yeah. out of this idea of like, yeah. Oh, how is it going to work out? Yeah, the, all the fear that comes with it. It's forget like, about the how. It's the jumping in blindly, boldly, and trusting that you're going to yeah. be supported the whole way through. Wow. Um, I, yeah. For me, it was it was I understood it pretty clearly yeah. from the beginning, and I'm glad I don't have that doubt. But for anyone who does, it's really yeah. just about just trusting that voice, that inner that voice that said you can you can do this. That's literally what it said to me. Yeah. I mean, it came out as like, you can do better than this, but it was like, you can do this. Yeah. And, I, um, and I'm really glad I, I acted on it, you know, that I did have the courage to take the action oh, to yeah. get it done because I am having a really incredible, amazing experience. And I, and I also have faith that like, there's gonna be more of this. Of course. Like, yes. I don't know what the next thing yeah. is gonna be, right? But yeah. Like, yeah. And if you are a person who has, a, not doesn't have that, that type of faith or doesn't think you do remember that jesus said it only takes the faith the size of a mustard seed daryl mm -hmm. and i can relate to oh yeah time. yeah and even if you don't know what your dream is right now you're going oh this is great she knew what she wanted to be when she grew up because that's right. what my mind yeah, would be thinking if i was tuning in at yeah. another mindset right but what where the good news is all, we always have something to give. Giving is always the first step in receiving. Yes. You're good. And I had to learn this early on. You know, Mike Dugan helped me. Yeah. You know, he said, Daryl, you always have something to do. Because I didn't know what. I was in the military. I was like joining, was like voluntarily signing up for prison for four years. Right. And it wasn't something I saw as a career goal. I just did it because I thought maybe this will help. Right. But here's the thing, folks. So be it. Even just get start in exuding love. Mm. You always have something to give, even if it's just a smile, holding the door open. Once you start expressing love in your little daily circumstances, in your mind, wherever you are. The other day I was walking up the hill yeah. and I was like, I was I was gonna, got the eye of the tiger because we had Miranda on and I was talking about when I was brand new this stuff. I was like really applying blessing people and i still do it but this day i said i want to march the hill and i was like in my mind going Whoo, like sending love to people yeah because like you really do have the energy you right. really do have the power always so i'm walking by groups of people getting out of their car whoa whoa i started feeling so good now one by one as i'm walking up the hill People are like spontaneously yeah. going, hey, man, good to see you. Like people I don't even know, hey, hi. And I'm like going, I love my life. <laughs> and what happens from that is you will get plucked from obscurity. Mm. You will get thrown into your heart's desire. You will discover what it is. But that is the simplest footwork and the good news I have for everyone who doesn't know what they should be doing with their lives right now. It's loving. If you start loving in these small ways, man, I guarantee you, 
like it says, God will favor your undertaking and prosper your endeavor. Yes. You will find it. It will find you is what I should say. Yeah. And uh, the thing is, there is a, even when it, I don't think that I know, there is a me that does know. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's just that I'm not fully activated and engaged with the me that knows. So it's not like we have to go find a no. new me. I just have to wake up to the me that already exists. And last week we were in the Goodwill. Oh, this is a great little story. And I folks. just happened to look on this. We always look at the bookshelf. And I, I don't know why I picked this one up. It, it says Nature Contemplations Through the Christian Year. And I thought it might be a little too literal Christianity, not enough metaphysical for me. But I picked it up because I thought it was going to be a, a year, a daily reader. So I opened it up. It's not a daily reader, but I opened it up to his favorite Bible verse. It's only my favorite Bible verse because it was the only scene I enjoyed as a kid when the life of Jesus came on in the 70s. And yeah. it, Ernest Borgnine played the centurion. I don't remember anything about that movie, yeah. but this scene... And I don't know why I, mean, I could share why it struck me, but go but ahead. I, so I opened it up and it's called Wide-Eyed, Eager, and Mischievous. And it starts with the Bible verse from Matthew 8 through 13. And when Jesus entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, imploring him and saying, Lord, my boy is lying paralyzed at home, fearfully tormented. And some people say it's your servant who he says he's, it's his servant who he loves like a boy. Mm -hmm. He loved like his son. Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. But the centurion said, Lord, I'm not worthy of for you to come under my roof, but just say the word and my boy will be healed. For I also am a man under authority with soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my slave, do this, and he does it. So he says, this is where the author comes in. He says, children have much in common with kittens, puppies, bear, bear cubs, young chimpanzees, and baby elephants. All are wide-eyed, curious, mischievous, utterly enthusiastic, joyful, and playful. And down here he says, as, as can be done with all stories in the gospel, we can look at this one about the officer who asked Jesus to heal his paralyzed boy as a picture of an inner happening as well as an outer one. And I can really relate to this. Me too. In this case, it would be about a man or a woman, we can imagine, dressed in a uniform, perhaps with various medals and badges, who had worked responsibly and effectively on their way to achieving position, status, and power. We feel that they are a good, a good person. In this case, he's also a thoughtful man who has taken stock of himself. And perhaps he discovered that all his earthly striving had the, uh, had the result that the universal power of childlike wonder and zest became paralyzed for lack of proper nourishment and encouragement. And then down here he says, Christ gave us two criteria for being able to live out of the creative forces of the heavenly world. We must be born anew from above and become like children. The paralysis of the child in us is a state of being we, we can all recognize in ourselves to one degree from, or another from time to time. Exhaustion may contribute to the state. Rest or a vacation now and again can help a bit, but ultimately this state of inner paralysis is a manifestation of what we call the sickness of sin. That is, sickness that results from having lost our connection to the higher worlds that we live as through the, um, that, so that we live as through the earthly material world as, as though it's the only world that can provide nourishment. And it says, neither simple rest nor a strong will alone can truly heal, heal this illness. And then this is, uh, this is, it says, Christ's life imbuing word. 
And that is the voice of spirit within us, whatever you're going to call it. It's, it's the yes baby. It's the yes baby within us. That life imbuing word is freely given to those who ask him to enter their dwelling. In this way, we will be born anew and continuously receive from the spirit, the childlike capacity for mischievous, playful, and curious wonder. Mm. And that's what reminded me of your story that yeah. you were willing to listen to the yes baby yeah. yeah, and go with it and so that you did not suffer because he was a high ranking officer just like yeah. you said he could have said clung to his position yeah. but somehow he had the wherewithal to be like I just don't feel that zest for life I'm I need to be humble the childlikeness yeah. of it yeah. like, are you having fun that's the key. Right. Are you enjoying it? Yes. Are you laughing? Are you ha like my job was a grind and it was hard and it was, you know, and all and I saw all these people over there like having fun, doing what I yeah. want. I was like, I want to do that. I'm in the same boat right now because I'm feeling that call and I've been putting the footwork together to see what is next for me. So this is super healing for me. See, so you came yeah. to help me heal mm. and inspire me because I got into this. I, I I've jumped positions. I've been in this one 17 years, not the exact position, but with this district. And I've always, when I've felt this way, made a leap of faith into, into a different position. It's yes. typically been within the same field. But now I'm just like, this is so inspiring because I almost was, for the maybe the most in my life, like felt like because of age, being 48 and stuff. But it's like, I had to remember, no, this spark is like, it doesn't matter. It does totally. not even take age into account. Well, no. it's to what you were saying, because like, okay, well, what if I don't know what it is? It, it almost doesn't matter, right? It's the action that's the energy that comes from yeah. behind it, right? That's what people see through your eyes. That's what people hear yeah. when you speak. Yeah. And then that opens the door to another conversation, yeah. meet someone different. And all of a sudden you're like, wow, what's this thing over here? Yeah. That curiosity, that childlikeness. And then suddenly a whole vast thing opens up. You're like, wow, I didn't even know that was a job yes. or that that was available to me or that I could do yeah. that. And I've seen that happen to so many people where uh, they were like, wait, you do what? How did you get into that? And then we have one conversation and like, yeah. then they're on a path to find it. Yeah, yeah. this is a reminder because about five months ago, I started telling people this is my last year in the position. And as soon as I started doing that, one lady was opening up a center for special needs. Then she's like, you're going to come work for me. And another lady starting a school and said, I want you to work for me. And this is just a reminder because now I've been doing my, I kind of lost that a little bit of that like, because I got torn, you know, because there's been a, still a lot I love about my job. And it's like, but I got to realize it's not one or the other. I could still bring the love to what I'm doing while I'm there, but it'd still be clear that no, there's yeah. something. Because I would have never, I never, I didn't grow up going, I'm going to be, a t I'm going to be a teacher someday. I just, I went through this crazy creative thing. I was in a band and then like I went to one abnormal psych class and in college that I happened to watch a video of, a, of someone working with a student with autism and I happened to know like without knowing now being told why what they're doing why it was working why it wasn't working and then I ended up it's just it's always been a calling for me and it's just just reaffirming that like that calling is really the only trustworthy trustworthy thing in the universe that right. calling that's coming from within us yeah. I forgot what my calling is during this show I did too when you I'm were gonna, talking I'm gonna have to call roll, God and I'm gonna have to roll down the window when I leave here and go here I am God deal me in well how Aww. do you think I felt three minutes ago I'm going I'm a dead man walking Daryl's on the hill shooting people with lightning bolts of <laughs> blessings and he's like my life is I'm like nah, man, yeah, I know but look oh how quick God. it evaporated oh my God. <laughs> 
<laughs> on that note, let's go. Oh. Can you read the prosperity? Oh, yes. Reading? Okay. We love Anastasia, ladies and gentlemen. Aww. I can't believe you came to us to bless us this way today. Oh, you guys. It's Thank true. you for having me. This was so awesome. And I'm, I'm so glad I said yes. So yeah. are we. Yes, baby. Mm, yes, baby. Okay. All right. The date? Do you want me to read it? Whatever you yeah. like. Okay, Monday, May 22nd, 2023. I have everything I need to make my dreams come true. Isn't that ironic? I, that no, was today's reading. That's why this is meant wow. to be. I may hesitate to pursue a dream, even one that's close to my heart, for fear I will not have the resources I need to see my goal through to completion. At these moments, I remind myself I live in an abundant world and I am fully deserving of everything in it. This realization makes even my boldest ambition seem feasible. When I couple my dream with the determination to make it happen, I attract powerful streams of prosperity. My passion and commitment are the key. When I commit, avenues of prosperity and opportunity open to me. I trust I will receive the inspiration and ideas to move myself forward. As the doors of opportunity open, I walk through them and claim my prosperity. And my God will fully satisfy every need of, of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Philip, Philip, Philippines 4. Philippians. I had to learn these too. <laughs> Obviously, a Jewish girl reading the Bible. <laughs> yeah. I, I hear you. I'm still learning too. Yeah. Well, is there anything else you want to share before we wrap up the show, Anastasia? Um, no, I mean, this has been super rad. I love meeting you, and Daryl's been so amazing to be on this path with you and now crossing in this amazing, amazing juncture and to be on the show. And Indy, thank you so much, and Beth for coming with me and for all my friends who supported me because I was so nervous. <laughs> yeah, I know. Beth, we love you. Thank you so much for coming through today. Jobo Studios. Yeah, it's been um, a pleasure. You guys are amazing. I love, I love the message you're sharing. It really feels so important, and I, um, and I hope everyone gets to hear more and more of it. Wow, thank you. Um, well, you may not love us too much after we share this story. We got so from every TMZ guest, yeah. See, every yeah. guest has a story. Um, <gasps> yeah. It may or may not be true. Um, we can't vouch for that. Don't tell me there was one, a joke, but we did find on the ad ad men and women page of TMZ, right? Mad women, yes. Yeah. <laughs> TMZ, mad women, Madison yeah. Avenue. We women. didn't know there was a tab for that, but apparently there is. And uh, oh boy, so we all know that Anastasia, you've always been a risk taker, always living on the edge. Yes. So years ago, on one such occasion, Anastasia and a very good-looking fellow were having dinner in a fine restaurant. Their waitress taking another order at a table a few paces away, noticed that the man was slowly sliding down his chair and all the way under the table while Anastasia just sat there acting unconcerned. <laughs> the waitress eventually came over, said to Anastasia, pardon me, ma'am, but I think your boyfriend just slid under the table. In Texas, yeah. <laughs> Anastasia calmly looked up at her and replied, that's not my boyfriend. He just walked in the door. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh boy! She's living on the edge. Living la vida loca. Caught, <laughs> caught redheaded. All right. Well, did you learn the song, uh, Indy? Or are we going solo? Uh, acapella. Oh, no, I didn't. Sorry. <laughs> me, 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 me. Okay. Well, the good news is, as we wrap up the show, Daryl and Ed 
Woke up this morning feeling fine. There's something special on my mind. Today we met a new girl in our neighborhood. Whoa, yeah. Something tells me we're into something. Something tells me we're into something. Visit Daryl and Ed.com. Anastasia, we love you. Beth, we love you. Love you guys. We love you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Something, something tells me we're into something. Something tells me we're into something. Something tells me we're into something. Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Listen in as these unlikely saints share more real-life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards. Wow, wasn't that an amazing podcast? Well, you could do that, too, here at Chobostudios.com here in the Los Angeles area. Uh, And if you're not in Los Angeles, you could always go to PodShuttle.io. It's our fully remote editing service where you will cut up clips, we'll edit for you. Uh, Podcast management, we do it all, baby. We got the digital goods here at PodShuttle and Chobo. We love you.